0: ¡Gracias! That I go through, sometimes I can't sleep at night. If I hide my face, heaven would be. It wouldn't be the worst thing that I ever did. It's a hell of a world that we live in. James 2-10, a sin is sin. Don't look at me immediately and whisper behind my back, thinking I'm not. Isn't I can believe There's an outcast in everybody's life, And I am hurt. I am her There's a dark cloud in everybody's sunlight And I am her Generation, I No, and it ironic. The smarter we get, the less we understand about the simplest shit. I am Shane she is me. We get down with our bad cells, figuratively. Don't care so much what other people say. I get along, swear by my goddamn self. Never ask.
1: I feel like I'm stuck in the wrong skin I feel like I'm sick But I'm having trouble swallowing my medicine Sunday Carry me, carry me down to the water Wash me clean I'm still struggling Sunday In a picture frame So I feel a little better By my number days Yeah I confess The questions and the answers Seem to sound the same I'm just like the rest Standing tall pretending not to be afraid Sunday Carry me Carry me down to the wall I'm still struggling Sunday, bury me under the weight of who You need me, can't you see I'm struggling Sunday, come around, lift me up again Never too proud for a helping hand I've been feeling down Can you hear me now? Sunday, come around, lift me up again. I'm never too proud for a helping hand. I've been feeling down. Can you heal me now? Sunday.
2: Morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. Good morning! My name is Kevin Mercer and my pronouns are he, his. I'm a member of your Board of Trustees and it is my pleasure to welcome you to, at, to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professionals. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible effort and dedication help keep us connected. Whomever you are, wherever you're from, whomever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning and encourage you to fill out the visitor form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending worship in the sanctuary here today at the Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, we please, uh, please take a moment to silence your cell phones or other electronic devices. And I do have a list of announcements, rather long. All in our community are invited to save the date for two upcoming events. The first is the UUCC Easter Egg Hunt, which will be held on Sunday, April 17th, following the service. We also hope that you'll plan to join us on April the 30th at our building for the celebration Saturday a celebration of congregational life via food, fellowship, art, and more. Mark your calendars. More information will be available soon. Since UUCC's pledge drive started, members and friends have made 118 pledges. Together, you have pledged $375,164 to support the work of the congregation in the next uh, fiscal year. And we are now halfway to our goal. Thank you to those who have taken the time to consider the meaning of U, that UUCC has brought to, to your life and for submitting your pledge. If you are ready to make your pledge, you can complete a pledge form online, or if you're joining us in person, you can complete the paper form uh, in the back that you can find in the back. If you are a friend or a returning visitor who feels ready to become an official member of UUCC, you're invited to meet with the staff members, Sarah Davidson, outside our sanctuary to sign the membership book, Following the Service, today or next Sunday, April 3rd. Thank you.
3: Good morning, UUCC, friends, guests. It's great to be with you this morning. My name is Paige Getty. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and it is my great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation and to welcome all of you today. If you're in this sanctuary and need a hearing assist device, please visit the sound booth in the back of the room, and they will set you up with that. You can find the order of service if you'd like to follow along on your own device, either online using the QR code that's appearing on the screen, or the URL that those of you online can type into your uh, computer. If you're a guest, as Kevin said, please do take time to fill out the visitor form, either online or in the lobby, so that we're able or better to stay in touch throughout the week. And remember that, as always, we will honor your personal joys and sorrows later in the service. So please send yours to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net or write them in the Joys and Sorrows book that's at the back of the sanctuary. And remember, those of you who are joining us remotely, you can share in some of the rituals that we will practice here in the sanctuary, lighting a flame and a chalice or any flame that you have at home or having a bowl of water to drop pebbles or beads in when we share Joys and Sorrows later in the service. There are a lot of people involved in the service this morning, which is so wonderful. We're blessed to have such a beautiful community of people contributing their stories, their voices, their presence, their talent. So we welcome Danny Long back to the piano this morning. Thank you, Danny. We're always grateful for staff members Michael and Robin and what they have to offer. And there's a huge and large support crew behind the camera, so to speak, serving as the hospitality team, the tech team, the religious education volunteers, and more. So thank you all, as well as our speakers, whom you're going to see this morning. This Thursday, March the 31st, is International Transgender Day of Visibility, a day dedicated to recognizing resilience and accomplishment to celebrating the trans people among us, dedicated to raising awareness about the struggles that those same people face, and to advocating for more protected rights in a bid to reform society and empower all people, and especially our beloved trans siblings, to live fully and without fear. This congregation strives to be a safe and welcoming community for all, but especially for those among us who are marginalized, ostracized, and harmfully targeted in so many aspects of life and society. So, we as a congregation join in celebrating the Trans Day of Visibility. We celebrate those among us who are transgender, non binary, gender fluid, gender queer. We celebrate parents who support their children's full expression of themselves. And we challenge ourselves to live our shared values by joining our voices and our power on behalf of those who need it most. We are learning together, growing together, living together, fighting together, loving together. So with courage and in solidarity, let us worship. I'm very pleased now to invite Ace Sorensen and Cameron Rice to come forward. Ace is going to read the dedication of our chalice lighting, and Cameron is going to light the flame. Good morning.
4: Blessed are the trailblazers who brought us this far and are still trailblazing, still celebrating. Blessed are the drag queens and kings who remind us not to take life too seriously. Blessed are the gender benders, non-binary, gender fluid, and third gender folk, those who challenge us to reframe our gender paradigm. Blessed are the young ones who present fearlessly from the start. Blessed are their parents who make space for freedom and love their children fiercely. Blessed are the siblings and relatives who educate, support, and love us as we are. Blessed are the genderqueer youth who are struggling and persist. Blessed are the 90-year-olds just coming out and those who have been out decades. Blessed are those whose lives were cut too short. May their stories live on through us. Blessed are the survivors. May they keep on living. Blessed are the allies learning to be accomplices. Blessed are those gathered here today witnessing, learning, celebrating. May we all commit to continue showing up, fighting for justice, celebrating all the genders in life. Amen. Thank you,
3: Thank you Cameron. Thank you, Ace, for sharing those words of Reverend Mr. Bar- Barb Grieve. And now, wherever you are, will you rise, in spirit or in body, or both, as we speak together the words of our congregational covenant, reinforcing these promises that we make to and with one another over and over again. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And while you are still upright, Bear with me for a minute. I have more words than usual before you unmute everybody. We do have among us growing energy and enthusiasm, at least for some of us, at the prospect of returning to more robust in-person activities where we'll be able to interact more directly with one another, with other human beings. But we are also mindful that there are quite varied levels of comfort about these social interactions. Not all of us are ready to touch one another or get within more than a few feet, and some of us simply are uncomfortable in groups of people, talking with those we don't know well. That has nothing to do with the global pandemic necessarily, although these years of isolation have exacerbated some of that social anxiety among us. So we are going to continue to invite you on Sundays to greet your neighbors here in this space and also those of you on Zoom. But I encourage you to take care in doing that. Be gentle with one another, suspending judgment if somebody doesn't want to talk or touch, and definitely don't touch another person without their consent. But with all of that, I now invite you to greet one another. <laughs>
5: Good hey, Good morning. Good morning, morning everyone. Hi, it's good to see you. Hi. Hi, John. Good morning. Oh, um, so that's nice.
2: that's
5: so good. Good. and what a like pretty Oh, I like the baby
3: and if you're still comfortable standing i remind you to stay there because we're going to lift our voices together in song michael is going to lead us in singing now let us sing there are two parts to this so those of you who know that and know which part is which pick one and let's just make a joyful noise (laughs)
6: Of the hope within Lift up your voice Be not afraid Sing to the power Of the hope within Sing to the power Of the love within Sing to the power Of the love within Lift up your voice Be not afraid Sing to the power Of the joy within the light of the faith within. Sing to the power of the light within. Lift up your voice, be not afraid. Sing to the power of the light within.
7: My name is Robin Slaw. I'm your director of religious education. I use the pronoun she, her, and I'm so pleased to be here with you all this morning. I'm gonna invite all the kids to come down again this week. So if you are a young person, whether in age or in heart, please come down and join us. And you wanna make sure that you're sitting so you can see the screen because we're gonna have a short video to watch, a story to watch on the screen. So you can come all the way over here if you like to make sure you can see the screen. Hi, everybody. Hi. Good morning. I'm so happy to see you all. So I have a question for you. Because when I was little, that was a long, 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 long time ago. But when I was little, there were really specific rules for boys to follow and other different, really specific rules for girls to follow. Can you believe it? When I was little, your ages, I couldn't wear pants to school. I could only wear dresses. Wow, that's different now, isn't it? Now we don't care. Girls can wear pants, boys can wear skirts, and anybody can be comfortable in anything that they want to wear. How many of you have been in a situation where maybe you didn't feel like you fit in. Has anybody experienced that? Yeah? How about the people in the back? Ever been in a situation where you didn't feel, turn around and look at all those hands that are up. Wow, we've all been there. So we're gonna listen to a story. It's a wonderful story about a child who was different, who was born with both the sun and the moon in the sky. And that child didn't always fit in. So let's find out what Miu Mi, Mi Lan did. And the book is called From the Stars in the Sky to the Fish in the Sea. And it's written by Kai Cheng Tom, and it's illustrated by Kai Yun Ching and Wei Yan Li. Will you roll the video, please?
8: Once upon a time, in a little blue house on a hill on the edge of town, a baby was born. They were born when both the moon and the sun were in the sky, so the baby couldn't decide what to be. Boy or girl, bird or fish, cat or rabbit, tree or star. So the baby looked a little like everything. They looked very strange. All the same, the baby's mother gave her child a bath and rocked them in her arms. Your name, she said, is Mulan and she sang a song that her own mother had sung to her long ago.
9: Whatever you dream of, I believe you can be, from the stars in the sky to the fish in the sea. You can crawl like a crab or with feathers fly high, and I'll always be here, I'll be near standing by. And you know that I'll love you till the day that I die and even though they still couldn't decide, the baby felt loved.
8: Mulan grew up to be a strange, magical child who was always changing. They grew feathers and wings to fly with bluebirds in the mornings, scales and a tail to swim with fish in the afternoons, and fur and paws to play with puppies in the evenings. No matter how many things Mulan became, their mother always brought them back into the little blue house, gave them a bath and tucked them into bed at the day's end. As the stars rose, she sang,
9: whatever you dream of, I believe you can be from the stars in the sky to the fish in the sea
8: and Mulan felt loved. One day it was time for the child to go to school. They were so excited. They grew a tail of peacock feathers and a coat of tiger stripes. Have fun, said Mulan's mother, but when they got to the school, the other students were either boys or girls. They had no feathers, no scales, no leaves, no fur, no fins, not even any sparkles. No one invited Mulan to play. One little boy ran up to the child and asked, what are you supposed to be? Mulan didn't know how to answer. When they came home, their mother asked them how they liked school. It's okay, said Mulan. Did you make any friends? Not really, said Mulan. That night, Mulan's mother tucked them into bed and sang, You can crawl like a crab or with feathers fly high. And I'll always be here. I'll be near standing by. And you know that I'll love you till the day that I die. And Mulan felt loved, but also worried. The next day, they wore a turtle shell and porcupine spines. No one pulled or poked Mulan, but the other children still pointed and whispered. Did you make any friends today? asked their mother. Not really, said Mulan. That night, Mulan's mother tucked them into bed and sang, Whatever
9: you dream of, I believe you can be, From the stars in the sky to the fish in the sea
8: and Mulan felt loved, but they also felt sad. The next day, Mulan wore no feathers, no scales, no leaves, no fur, no fins, no shells, no spines, not even any sparkles. Mulan was invited to play baseball with the boys. No one pointed, whispered, laughed, or stared, but when Mulan joined the little girls playing hopscotch, boys don't play hopscotch, said a little girl. Are you a boy or a girl anyway? Asked a little boy. Didn't you have a shell the other day? Asked a little girl and feathers the day before. What are you supposed to be? Said several children at once. I don't know, Mulan shouted. And galloped out of the playground on horses hooves, swam through the stream with a fish's tail and soared up the hill on an eagle's wings. How was school? Asked Mulan's mother. I wore feathers and stripes so that the other kids would think I was beautiful, but they thought I was weird. And then I wore a shell and spines so that no one would pull or poke me, but they wouldn't talk to me. And then I tried to be just like everyone else, but I haven't made any friends. I can't decide what to be. Why do I have to be just one thing? It isn't always easy to be different from everyone else, said their mother. But you can only be who you are. What if the other children don't like who I am? sniffled Mulan their mother smiled sadly I don't know she admitted but I do know this whatever you dream of I believe you can be from the stars in the sky to the fish in the sea and Mulan felt loved that night they slept a deep sleep The next day, Mulan wore fur, feathers, scales, leaves, and many sparkles that glittered like stars. For a moment, none of the other children spoke. Then a little girl said, You can fly? That's so cool! I like your sparkles, said a little boy. I'm sorry I pulled your feathers, said the boy with red hair. I was a little jealous of them. Mulan asked, Does anyone want to play with me? They showed the other children how to gallop like horses, climb like monkeys, and swim like fish. It was fun to be many different things. And the child of fur, feathers, scales, leaves, and sparkles, who was neither boy nor girl, but many things, and always changing, felt happy. In the little blue house on the hill, on the edge of town, Mulan's mother smiled and sang the song her mother had sung to her once upon a time.
9: Whatever you dream of, I believe you can be. From the stars in the sky to the fish in the sea. You can crawl like a crab or with feathers fly high. And I'll always be here. I'll be near standing by. And you know that I'll love you till the day that I die. Whatever you dream of, I believe you can be. For you are my child, courageous and
7: free. So here at UUCC, we're a community. And we believe that everyone can be who they're meant to be. And the kids are going to go with me and Miss Kelly downstairs, and we're going to talk more about how to help children like Miu who felt left out. And I hope all of you who are still here upstairs for the rest of the service also think about how you might help people like Miu who don't feel like they fit in. Will you join us in singing the children to our E, please? And everybody follow Miss Kelly. If you're going, go now
6: in peace, go now in peace. May the Spirit of God surround you everywhere, everywhere.
3: Today, we celebrate trans lives, the beauty and resilience and all-around fabulousness of those among us who are dynamic examples of the expansiveness of gender, whose lives remind us that humans thrive when they are free of arbitrary restrictions on their bodies and their identities, whose lives also remind us that those precious freedoms are under very real threat. Today, we will hear a variety of voices, voices of those who are themselves transgender, those who are parents, those who are allies. So thank you to Ariel, and Cara and Stephanie, and Regina, and Susie, and Sarah for your offerings this morning. In response, may all of us who hear be challenged, encouraged, and motivated to act. We begin with Ariel.
10: Good morning. My name is Ariel, and my pronouns are what I like to call what you see is what you get. But they also can work in a pinch. And when I use the word trans or transgender in the context for the next few minutes, I mean anyone who falls under the transgender umbrella that we've discussed already non-binary, and so on. I'm fortunate enough to live in a state where I can be who I am. I'm thankful to have the privilege and the resources to get a place in life where I can feel comfortable in my own skin. And I'm grateful to be married to a loving and beautiful wife. And thank you, UUCC, for being a safe harbor for me. In some, my life isn't too bad, but stigma and sanction linger. With affirmation comes the backlash. Even in my life, I'm not out to everyone, especially most of my family. There are still places and occasions where, where I will not go or attend for fear of being physically assaulted just for who I am. But I'm gender fluid and I'm not transitioning, so when I'm in my original factory settings, I can hide in plain sight. Those who do transition don't have that benefit. In a world where we're still fighting a global pandemic, with war raging in Ukraine, we have rampant economic equalities, and what do some choose to do? They choose to spread monstrous lies about us. They accuse us of being child abusers, of grooming their children to be trans. They call us abominations worthy of death. These are the people who seek out trans children and their families. They go out of their way to harm them. Republicans in Texas want to pull trans kids out of their loving, affirming homes and throw them into the foster care system. In Idaho, legislators want to make it a felony, a life sentence, if parents of trans kids leave the state to seek out gender-affirming care for them. How is this pro-family? Also, the opposition remains silent in the face of all of this. And there are dozens of other states that have anti-trans bills in the pipelines. And I'm telling you, these monsters project better than IMAX. But to be fair, The Republican governors of Utah and Indiana tried to veto anti-trans bills in their states, and unfortunately, their vetoes were overridden. And it never seems to end. I have to sometimes defend my own psyche from all this onslaught and heartbreak and that children are dying because we exist and that they exist. I do not... um these mobs often make me question the validity of the first principle. And I'm going to use a word that does not get brought up much among Unitarian Universalists. Evil. It's probably a leftover from my own upbringing, but I do still believe in the existence of evil. I do not take kindly to driving children to suicide or to find a way to legislate the lives of these siblings of mine out of existence. And when someone uses their politics and their religion to seek out and harm innocent children, I call that evil. Somehow, hope lies in the darkness, and there is pushback from families doing the right thing for their children. And allies, there are so many of you out there that are doing the hard work. But this never-ending hate is exhausting, and we can't do all the work ourselves. Besides, there are too few of us to fight back properly. Stand up and fight back against those spreading ignorance and deadly lies. Donate your time and or money to transgender-related causes if you are able. When we're too exhausted to teach or to share, do the work yourselves to learn what being transgender is all about. Show your kindness, or at least some basic decency like you would who anyone, with anyone who's not, even, who's not even trans. As Regina Vero said in a recent Facebook post, things are hard enough for everyone without us making it harder. And I say this to others time and again, it's okay if you, it's okay if you don't get it. It's okay if you're not caught up in all these terms and all these labels. I mean, I'm not even caught up. I miss these committee meetings, like, every other week. (laughs) (sighs) There are places and times where it's okay to ask certain questions. However, questioning our existence is not subject to debate, and it is not negotiable. We are here. We have always been here, and we are not going away. And I know this, Even as the true monsters try to take us down, the tea will never remain silent. Go boldly. First, sorry.
11: My name is Cara Henry. My pronouns are she and hers. I'm a white 45 year old woman with dark brown hair and glasses, wearing a black dress with rainbow hearts, sitting in front of bookcases. Today should be about celebrating trans, um, and I'm gonna use the word trans the same way uh, Ariel uses it. Um, Trans is folks, freedom to be visible to whatever degrees and in whatever settings they choose. Today should be about trans folks thriving, but that basic choice to be visible is under attack. Even though this day should not really be about cisgender people like me at all, we actually need to be extremely visible visible in our resistance to anti-trans oppression. Cis people need to be strategic and committed with our visibility. So in addition to the things Ariel called us to do, giving money, educating ourselves, and showing basic kindness, we can focus specifically on being loud with Mm -hmm. decision-makers. Mm -hmm. Um, Last week, uh, Texas Department of uh, Family and Protective Services held a public hearing. Many, many trans and non-binary children and youth and their parents were terrified to speak um, because they were facing the real threat of having their families ripped apart um, because of supposed child abuse. Some of these people gave their written testimonies to cis people so that the cis people could read their testimonies on their behalf. The five hours that the cis folks were in that hearing were well spent. UUs from all over the country will be participating in a free virtual training next Thursday at 8 p.m. Please join me in taking this training on speaking up for trans rights, whether we are making our solidarity visible in the state general assembly or a county council meeting. You can register at bit.ly slash trans lives spokesperson training. And this slide that you see now with the link will also be in the postlude, and I will be sharing uh, two links in the Facebook group. And please consider joining CARI. It is a group that is committed to advocating for LGBTQIA youth in Howard County schools. We might think that things aren't as bad in Maryland, but a state delegate just tried to sneak an amendment that would basically have the same effect as the don't say gay bill. If you join Cary, then they will let you know when policies related to LGBTQIA rights in Howard County schools are being considered. You can go to https uh, colon slash slash uh, dash hoco.org to join and again those links will be shared on facebook in the facebook group thank you
12: The day will come When war will be no more The sickness in our hearts It will be cured We'll gather at the streams of mercy And put our weapons down Together we'll behold your glory Where hope is found Let justice roll down Like a river And righteousness an ever-flowing stream Let justice roll along like a river And righteousness an ever-flowing stream When the nations come, every tribe and tongue Hand in hand is one. Hate will be undone. While freedom marches on, our banner will be love. And then the world will see and feel the healing come. Let justice roll down like a river. And righteousness, an ever-flowing stream. Let justice roll along like a river And righteousness an ever-flowing stream There will be a day when love has its way There will be a place where peace can stand There will be a day love has its way there will be a place where Let justice roll down Like a river And righteousness In ever-flowing stream Let justice roll along Like a river And righteousness In ever-flowing stream Let justice roll down Like a river and righteousness, an ever-flowing stream. Let justice roll along like a river and righteousness, an ever-flowing stream.
13: Thank you, Danny. Beautiful. I'm waiting on my slides. (laughs) Yeah. Yay! How many of you recognize this album cover from the 70s? Raise your hand. A few people. Great. This album had a tremendous influence on me as a young piano student. I don't exactly recall how I got my hands on it, but I remember being absolutely mesmerized by it, and the creativity with which the music of Bach was reinvented was absolutely compelling. I think it was indispensable in my love and preoccupation, first of all, with elements of rhythm in general, and later, the music of J.S. Bach. Arguably the most important and still living historical music figure in electronic music, musical pioneer Wendy Carlos created Switched on Bach platinum-selling, grammy winning album of the music of Bach in collaboration with one Robert Moog, who invented and championed the first analog synthesizer. Ms. Carlos was a music and physics graduate of both Brown and Columbia universities, and her early interest in electronic music resulted in a symbiotic relationship with Mr. Moog's synthesizer. The release of these groundbreaking landmark works greatly influenced the future of digital computer music, And she also became a film composer later and created music for a number of important and well-known movies from the late 1970s and early 80s, like A Clockwork Orange, The Shining, and Tron, if you heard of that film, Disney film. Switched on Bach is now out of print and is virtually impossible to download digital tracks of this music. But I was able to locate and order a score or a copy of an enhanced version of the original album called Switched on Bach 2000, so I just want you to hear just a little taste of a little bit of this music. The first excerpt is Bach's Sinfonia in D major. And next is this short but famous two-part invention in F major that many of you who study piano may recall working on this piece. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> You can probably investigate more if you're curious. made a big impact on me as a nine-year-old. Wendy Carlos also happens to be a transgender person, but rightly prefers to be known and celebrated mostly for her contributions to music. Ms. Carlos discusses being aware of gender dysphoria at an early age, and later, after counseling with a well-known pioneering trans advocate, Harry Benjamin, she underwent gender affirmation surgery in 1972. She often remarked that the public turned out to be amazingly tolerant, and my charade as a man was unnecessary and had proven to be a monstrous waste of years of my life. So this morning, in honor of Ms. Carlos and her contributions to electronic music, I'll offer a couple of her compositions on our own digital keyboard. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Michael, for that. And as Michael makes his way over to that digital keyboard, I invite you all to dig deep into your own generous spirits and generous deep pockets as we invite you to give of your financial gifts to the work of this congregation in the world. As always, your offerings are freely given and very gratefully received. Those of you in the room who want to put checks and cash in the basket may go to the basket in the back of the sanctuary, and everyone is invited to give online, either text or on the website. Thank you. month and every Sunday this month, since we're in the midst of our annual budget drive, the Stewardship Council invites someone in our UUCC community to speak about why they are generous in investing their resources in UUCC. And this morning, we have the special gift of Stephanie Rice offering a Trans Day of Visibility Reflection that is also a generosity minute. Thank you, Stephanie. And after Stephanie, we'll hear from Regina and Susie and Sarah. Thank you all.
14: Good morning. My name is Stephanie Rice, and my pronouns are she and hers. I'm happy to stand here before you today and share why I give to UUCC and what UUCC has given to my family in return. We started to come to UUCC about six years ago, when I was a mom of just one and pregnant with another. We were looking for a family of like-minded individuals, a community where I could grow my family. UUCC has been there through many stages of our lives these last six years, and I'm so beyond grateful. On this day, the Trans Day of Visibility, I speak from my heart as a new mother of a transgender girl. When Cameron realized her true, genuine self a year ago, we hardly skipped a beat. This community hardly skipped a beat. Nothing about the different aspects of transition seemed new or out of place for us. We were already surrounded by UUCC, and we already knew we had amazing support and resources. I have often heard in this past year, she is lucky to have you as a family. And in my mind, I'm always thinking how lucky we are to have you as a family. How much harder would this maybe have been without you? Two years ago, we signed the book and made our pledge and became official UUCC members and I couldn't thank you enough for having us. From my family to you, thank you.
15: Good morning, my name is Regina Vareau. My pronouns are she and hers. I am a 50 woman, (laughs) short, with a ponytail with increasingly gray hair and glasses, and I am wearing a T-shirt that says, Protect Trans Youth. I am reading a poem today written by the Reverend M. Barclay. In a world that so boringly, so violently, so stubbornly insists on its stale and narrow gender rules and regulations, God themselves is in a state of constant transition. Though many try to tame their wild, make them into the image of power, and fix them permanently into one static being, they are change in a world that loves control. They take our attempts at definition and confuse them. They trouble our most basic assumptions about ourselves, the earth, each other. God, unwilling to stick to a single form for our comfortable comprehension, incapable of making themselves so flat. Their names are always changing, They are a multitude of incarnations, our deliverer from the status quo, our liberator from ordinary logic or power, our invitation to live into the abundance of possibilities within and around us. What a blessing every trans child birthed unto us. Precious glimpses, holy encounters, glorious invitations to recognize the image of God, the gifts of being and becoming so much more than is placed upon us, the possibilities for living without losing a piece of ourselves, the desire to be known, to know and to be known vulnerably, truthfully. Entirely. Alive in all of us.
16: I am Susie Gerb, And my pronouns are she window into my experience. So you better understand me and those like me, but I perceive pres- with full awareness of the oppressive forces community today, especially our vulnerable young people. The feeling started with my first teenage physical relationship. The difference between male and female anatomy troubled me with a vague wish to be shaped like my girlfriend. Adulthood morphed that longing into intense, painful curiosity about how a female body feels and eventually, continuous grief, because I'd never known. And this had nothing to do with wanting to be female. Yes, I wanted to be a girl, but body dissatisfaction felt so distant from general unhappiness that I didn't connect the two until decades later. I've spoken extensively about my transition on other occasions. I will say though, that the idea of surgery was horrifying and daunting. I couldn't imagine being sliced apart and sewn together in a different shape. In fact, I needed to understand that many, maybe most transgender women don't undergo full reconstructive surgery before I even considered transition. Only after having a timeline for full female living, did I notice I would be eligible for bottom surgery under the oppressive one-year waiting period that persists for many doctors to this day. That terrifying thought also kindled a flame of interest. Hormone treatments morphed my body into a delicious picture of the female form. Parts not, parts not typifying the female experience, stood out glaringly in my consciousness. Thus began intense soul-searching. Would it be right for me? True, beyond hope, I'd be shaped the way I always wished I could. But I never hated the parts I was born with. I hated not being shaped as I could have been. Those are not the same. We hear stories of suicidally desperate trans women. That certainly wasn't me. I learned all I could about post-op life, but others' experiences don't say what it would be like for me. Finally, I decided I didn't want to die, never knowing what a female bottom would feel like. I'd heard it is a major adjustment. I've found that untrue. Other than visiting the restroom, the shape of what's between my legs affects no daily activities, and it doesn't feel much different. Not surprising. This surgery removes little, just reshapes and repositions. It did, though, eliminate my sense of missing out on something fundamental. Now, nearly eight years post-op, my satisfaction with surgery ranges from generally pleased to shockingly, numbingly amazed that something so wonderful happened to me. It feels so much a part of me, I usually forget it's artificial. It didn't quote unquote, make me a woman, as media would tell us. I am no more or less a woman than before. It was about satisfaction with my body, not changing gender category. The need for our surgeries has been justified to the non-trans population as relief for unbearable psychological pain. It is that for many, but I see it differently. We do all we can for the grievously injured to restore their body to its former integrity. They need not document their emotional pain. The same principle applies to us. Every, every human being deserves to be whole.
17: When I was young, I loved playing with boxes. My grandmother, mother, aunt, and others have freely and repeatedly shared the stories over the years. The story I remember best is of me being handed a huge carefully wrapped present on Christmas day, only to ignore whatever super exciting thing was inside and zero all of my interest and enthusiasm in on the box. Of course, the box. To me, the present was the box. And I know I'm not alone in this. Lots of kids enjoy boxes and know just what to do with them. They know they're to be engaged with, to be explored. A box has a lot of untapped potential, and children are capable of both seeing and knowing this. A box is great in the hands of a child. As a child, a box can be a conduit for exploring and tapping into your own artistic freedom, your own creativity, and therefore your sense of self. I'm proud, Yeah, I'm choosing the word proud, To say that both of my twins, Shepard and Griffin, love and appreciate boxes. I've seen them reliably go to town on them, often choosing to make different sorts of personalized forts, cutting holes into the sides to make windows, taping a welcome sign to the front, grabbing some plants and throw pillows from around the house to decorate the inside. But as adults, we can't access this playful, curious way of being in the world with such reflexive ease. Our world doesn't promote it, doesn't reward it, doesn't make space for it, doesn't want it. As we become adults, we enter a world of varying degrees of limitations. And we're pushed toward and into a different kind of box, an intangible one the white supremacist patriarchal homophobic transphobic xenophobic etc box I hate this box it's limiting and stagnant and uninspiring and oppressive and painful painful and has nothing to do with creativity or freedom or growth or authenticity but don't we deserve those things I have no use for a box that limits or prevents any human from exploring themselves and their rich inner world. No use for a box that would limit anyone from exploring their sense of gender identity and sexual orientation, or from exploring their own feminine and masculine aspects and seeing how they relate. I connect with and embody both masculine and feminine aspects, the two sides working together to create a sense of internal wholeness that feels meaningful, spiritual, and empowering. And as a newly out genderqueer pansexual, I feel a strong and sturdy desire to feel free to explore this world where the box can't survive, where the box holds no authority. Do we need the box? I'd like to extend a thank you to our UUCC youth who inspired me to stop and think more about boxes in their recent service on March March 13th. And I'd also like to say thank you to Susie and Ariel who also offered refre- reflections this morning and read reflections for last year's Transgender Day of Visibility Service and inspired me to be here today, I'm sure. Thank you.
13: I'd like for you to remain seated, but to join me in singing our closing hymn, I Know This Rose Will Open. We'll sing it through three times.
18: I know this rose will open I know my fear will burn away I know my soul will unfurl its wings I know this rose will open. I know this rose will open. I know my fear will burn away. I know my soul will unfurl its wings. I know this
3: to all of you who've offered yourselves, your stories, your voices, your music today. Now is the time in our service where we typically honor those joys and sorrows that have been shared either in our book or by email. And there are none of those today. Although we know that our each of our lives is filled with many joys and sorrows. So Michael's gonna place just one stone in this communal bowl of water, thank you, to honor all of the joys and sorrows unspoken among us this morning. And I'm going to invite you into just a moment of silence and let that silence be our collective prayer for visibility, for resilience, for joy, for wholeness, Those of you in the sanctuary, if you'd like to come up in silence and place your own stones in the water, when the music meditation starts, you are invited to do that. But let's share just a moment of stillness together. Blessed be. Amen. Will you now rise in body and or in spirit to hear the benediction and then to sing together the benediction response that will appear in a moment on the screen? A few minutes ago, in their reflections, Sarah thanked the youth for inspiring the thinking about boxes. So today I close with excerpts from the poem The Box by Chelsea Sherlock. It's the poem that those youth opened their service with two weeks ago. Over time, I built the box. Over time, it kept me safe. Over time, it became a prison. Over time, I took it down. Over time, replaced by the openness of being whatever I want to be, able to let things go and to make mistakes, For to err is to be human, and with that I was set free. Be well, UUCC. Go now in love and in freedom. Amen.